Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Back it down a lefty hook, breaks it in! With your host, Callius Anderson, stop it down behind his head. Seku Smith, the tipping is good at the buzzer. And Vince Thomas. Slices across the lane, puts up a hook on the run. No, but a dynamite stick back slam. Now it's time for the tip up. Yes, sir, Vince. Yeah. Back in the building again. Mm-hmm. Seku Smith, the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. Yep. My man Vince H. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Still haven't figured out what the H my, is for. My, my it don't up, even matter. My made up middle name. It don't even matter. You know. I'm lounging. To, Got my flip flops on. Yeah, you in it. here you in here toes out. <laughs> Sex in the city style. But, Watch yourself. I mean, but you, you Come up, on, Vince. You, but you up here in slacks and, 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 and high and high bottom shoes and you know. Got your shirt buttoned all the, all the way up to your neck. I mean, you're not feeling the Mr. Belvedere look. Where are you going, man? You you going to uh, on a date with your wife after this or something? <laughs> I mean, we're just here kicking it. Nah, I'm I'm headed. You know where I'm headed? NBA Finals time, man. Yeah, it's it's that time of year, um, and we don't have time to waste on the Hang Time podcast today. Cause we, we got, got some guests. We don't got we? big guests today. Okay. NBA Commissioner David Stern is rocking with us. The commish. First and foremost, you got to give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, appreciate him coming through. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap it all up with our main man, Dennis Scott. Who will be in Reed the studio. Easy. Yeah, coming in the studio. So, listen, let's uh, let's not waste anybody's time. Let's man. just get the, let's, let's get the, the commission on the phone right now. Commissioner Stern, how are you? Sekou Smith from NBA.com. Hi, Sekou. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear <laughs> yours, sir. Vince Thomas here, too, Kamish. What's up? Hi, Vince. Well, listen, we uh, we we know your time's limited, so we we'd love to dive right in. Uh, Go right ahead. And uh, first and foremost, um, we haven't gotten an email here, uh, in the office, but we're waiting to find out what President Obama's fine is for mentioning LeBron James. Well, we're 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 <laughs> contemplating it. We'll have to see. You know, I, 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 you know in light of the. Uh, you know, the Financial Recovery Act, TARP and the like, I'm feeling much more sympathetic. You're going to give them a pass on this one, Commissioner? I think so. so. Well, listen, first and foremost, the finals are are here. Um, You know, Lakers-Celtics, 25 years after another series involving these two-story franchises. Is there any sense of uh, uh, this all coming full circle when you look back that long ago and look now and see these two teams fighting it out for the second time in three years for a title? That's funny. I, uh, if it is, it's subconscious. Uh, I, I have a lot of fond memories. I used to say to people that when I became commissioner, 
I thought what you did in June was you traveled back and forth between Boston and L.A. Right. <laughs> uh, we were in the midst of a wonderful, uh, you know, sort of beginning, really. Uh, and uh, Larry and Magic were, you know, were getting the accolades that they so richly deserve. But now I, I, I'm really focusing on it more to to really uh, you know fully appreciate what our playoffs have yielded, and these two fully formed teams, with with team in quotes because teamwork is what these two great teams have been about as they've come to the finals. It's really very exciting, and and to watch you know the way that the benches are being spoken about now, and people are realizing it's not even about the top player or the, even the top five, if you don't have the the players coming off the bench to support you, um, it's really, you know, you're not going to make it. And and to me, the playoffs to this point have demonstrated the teamwork, the passion, the intensity of our game, and it's been terrific. You know, you know Commissioner, we, we've had a conversation before about the talent uh, boom in, in the league these days, and chief among all the, the the new talent is Kobe Bryant and he's at the point now where he has the the most uh he's he's played in the most playoff games uh for Laker you know he's the the Lakers leading scorer I'm just wondering in your 25 years at or plus around the league where Kobe sort of ranks in in the pantheon of great players I think it's uh well, let's let let's sort of take Bill Russell out of it okay. <laughs> with his eleven rings. Okay. You know, uh mm-hmm. I'll tell Russ when I see him in the finals that I I no disrespect meant. We just mm-hmm. he's in a different class. But but to me Kobe is is there with Michael. Really? Wow. And uh and if you saw that shot the what the sank and went by and patted Alvin Gentry. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, how did he do that? It's not possible. <laughs> it wasn't possible, but he did it with uh, with somebody sort of hanging on him. And I do mean hanging. Mm-hmm. He, is, he has the capacity through his will and determination, which of course is accompanied by his, his intense conditioning and his incredible skill uh, to to do what has to be done as part of and for the team. It's interesting you say that, uh, Commissioner. We, we've had arguments, Vince and I, about just the quality of play in the league now compared to when we were younger coming up and watching the game. Has it evolved as much as some people believe it has in terms of the quality of play, or do you think there's always been great players and this is just a different era? Well, I'm, I'm prejudiced because when people start mentioning great players, they're saying, hmm, you know, what about this guy named Elgin Baylor and Jerry West and the Big O? And hmm, or what about? And you could go on on the list. So we've always had great players, but but I think that the the way that athletes continue to evolve and improve their bodies, their abilities, uh, the way that they are in the gym now, twenty four seven, twelve months a year, and in fact, the number of additional players who are now available to us because the world has embraced our game, I think has made it so much more competitive. You you look at, uh, you know, the Phoenix brings in their second team and, uh, you know, 
uh, <laughs> you see uh, Barbosa, and you see their their Slovenian guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every team has to have one. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just fascinating to watch, and you realize that there's enormous talent that is in, that it has embraced our game and made it that much more competitive. And what I loved about these playoffs is suddenly people understand that that our coaches are really up there. They, this is not about rolling out the ball. We've known that for years, but all of a sudden there's the zone, there's the response to the zone, uh, there's the matchup, there's the way we don't match up. Uh, there, it's fascinating to me to hear the conversation and let people realize that not only do we have the best athletes in the world, but we have the best coaches in the world. Commission, let's let's be honest. What did you think when you you looked up and a, and a professional basketball team was playing the zone? Did you think you woke up in an NCAA tournament game? <laughs> Absolutely not. As a matter of Come fact, on. as a matter of fact, you know, you know, I, I uh, well, you're going to talk about the girly zone. <laughs> you guys, you know, you have uh, you have some gender issues. You got to get you got to feel more sensitive. You need to you know to accept your softer side. The reality is that don't talk about NCAA. Talk about the European model. It's okay. one tough game. Then and and the proponents of the zone would tell you that we haven't gone far enough because we still have the defensive three, which Europe doesn't have, the FIBA rules don't have. And so this was a change that was made at the time that we eliminated the illegal defensive guidelines, which meant that you know Steve Nash went into the corner and dribbled by himself, and four guys went in the parking lot and drew their defenders out with them. <laughs> so this has been there, and I think that aspect has been an improvement to our game, and uh, and Phoenix just showed us another little slant on it, and I think it's going to get a lot of people's attention. True, true. And you know, we you were, we were just talking about all of the talent that's in the league right now. Some of the most talented players, Kamish, um, are free agents this summer. Obviously, and that almost as much as the finals is the story right now with the league. I'm just curious to know if you think that it is overtaking the actual playoffs that are still going on. uh, When history gets written, it'll be about the outcome of the uh, Laker-Celtics final. Yet another one. (laughs) About these two great teams, each with a fascinating storyline, with a little more business to do based upon, you know, two years ago. Uh, the other stuff is going to be about, uh, you know, where a particular player goes, uh, but that will ultimately be engulfed by whether that player is playing on a team that plays the kind of basketball that the Lakers and the Celtics played this year uh, that got them into the finals. Right. I'm sort of amused by it. You know, mm-hmm. because all right, let's have a summit. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll 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 count our rings, uh, and uh, and here and here, what we really have is you know the question is where can I go to win? That's what players and how do you win? You become a good teammate, and you make sure that the team has the capacity to play the kind of game that the teams you saw in the conference finals were playing. And indeed, 
and the teams you saw in the semis too, in the you know conference semifinals. We had a lot of good teams playing, and a lot of our series could have been turned around one way or the other, but they weren't because we had strong teams, well coached, who were capable of getting through to the finals. Commissioner, how much do you think the idea of this summit is born out of that that very thing you're talking about? Not these, at all. These, I mean, these players are watching these these great teams play, and maybe they're deciding as opposed to trying to total load by themselves. They need to be playing with another, you know, no, big-time player. No, it doesn't. You, you know, we can put great teams together in many different ways, and that's done over a period of time, you know, with uh, players becoming familiar with each other, with their coaches being followed, with their, you know, with the intensity of the team uh, taking precedence. I don't mm-hmm. – uh, I just think it's an amusing public relations issue or a media <laughs> issue. It's the the big question is for each player is going to be what what's best for me in the context of the issues that I think are important and to a man our players think about winning. Yeah. You, you know, Kamish, there there's this hypothetical uh teaming up of let's say LeBron and Dwayne Wade and I've always been of the mindset where I don't know if I would like that. I'd, I'd rather have them on separate teams leading contenders as opposed to, you know, just on, on one squad. You know, I'm be wondering careful. what you think. You know, think about mm-hmm. the it, – it, it'll take care of itself. I don't think it matters. But, but remember, some of these great Celtic teams and Laker teams that you and I are talking about, the three of us, they were Hall of Fame teams. Yeah. Bird, McHale, Parrish – you know, help me out, Dennis Danny Johnson. Ainge, yeah. Dennis yeah. Johnson. Worthy. These were, you know, worthy Kareem Magic. Yeah. Uh, but Kamish, you know. would you want would you want Larry and Magic on the same on on the same? Uh, I, team? You know, I I don't I don't you know that, that's social engineering. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going there. You know, I think that you know that's just that's just fun for people to talk about. To me, the big story is uh, watching the way teams get put together and it's not simply in a free agent signing right it's it's one watches the way the Celtics got healthy mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Rajon Rondo is is a fourth person who is the equal as we come down the stretch to the four all-stars that he's been playing with and all of a sudden Rashid is a an all-star who has some gas left in the tank and that team becomes formidable and and one watches the Lakers and you see you know the pieces put together uh you know and suddenly Ron Artest <laughs> uh is hitting improbable shots as right. Nate Robinson was yes. for the Celtics I mean those are pieces and puzzles that say to you that general managers have something to do with this whole operation as well. And it's mu- it takes much more than just signing a player. Right. Or even two sometimes. Well, Commissioner, we're, we're diehards, you know, NBA diehards like a lot of people. This never gets tired to us. How, how many different ways can you see this play out year after year and never get tired of it? I mean, it, it just seems like there's always a different storyline well, from year the, to year. The storylines are – terrific and i i love it because because even going back 
back in the day, so to speak. You know, the Lakers win two quick ones. Oh, it's over. You know, <laughs> we're going we're going to L.A. and Boston. Each is up 2-0. You know, we're starting early. Everyone go to sleep. Okay? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, hmm, it's 3-0. Oh, okay, that one's over. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, they begin to change. And it's interesting uh, to see how all that goes. And players play with pride and with passion. And we had two very good series. Yeah. And it was it was a it was a great deal of fun to watch. And the storylines always change. And the storylines are are also coaching storylines. They're general manager piecing the team together storylines, and they're you know individual player storylines as well. I, it never gets tiring. And in fact, what what's also fun is the way that we. Uh, you know, begin as we get ready for the finals, sort of the incoming of all of the international broadcasters, uh, because this game is going to be shown in 215 countries, this series is. So you begin to get a sense, of, 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 and more people will download um, um, highlights uh, outside the U.S., probably from within the U.S., and I, I, I take great pride in the fact that our players are being recognized around the world at this incredibly uh, you know, interesting time. Recognizing that the World Cup is about to start, which is the granddaddy of all sports events, but I think we're going to give a good account of ourselves on a global basis. You know, Kamish, a, a few years, well, not a few years ago, but sometime back, the, the league was in a, a, a precarious uh, you know, state. Uh, and it just seems like the, you know, in terms of the image issues that it, it used to have, or maybe like some fan disconnect, that's no longer there. And I'm wondering if you sleep easier with the league in its current state. Absolutely not. The moment <laughs> I sleep easy, it's time to pack it in. Yeah. Okay. It can change always by the morning newspaper mm-hmm. uh, with something that's done by a player or a team. Um you know, a team employee, you name it, um, and we don't kid ourselves. It's uh, always a full-time job to, you know, protect the security and image of our league. Our guys are, you know, and and, and, and our guys are, are the kinds of uh, celebrities that, uh, you know, draw a lot of attention, and sometimes they draw negative attention, real or imagined sometimes in the media. So we're we're eternally vigilant on that front. But it is better than it was, but who knows what tomorrow brings. So we're always vigilant. Well, you don't have to wait for the morning newspaper. Um, we're going we're gonna to be on Twitter, and, uh, and the tweet mix on NBA.com will have all our tweets during the game. So we'll, we'll be sure to rile it up. Hi, during I'm going to be watching, okay, <laughs> and listening and following and friending and viewing and all the other mischief that you guys are <laughs> capable of generating, we, which, which we appreciate greatly. <laughs> We really do. We think it's uh, it. This is a fun time of year. If you you know coming up with the sort of the 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 the, uh, the trifecta of the the finals, the draft, and the free agent uh, signing uh, period, um, we're going to be uh, you know having a lot a lot of fun, and and then of course the world championships are coming up in. August, September, mm-hmm. where U.S. will have a team, 
and then, you know, we're off again and running. We're already making plans for October where we're going to have four teams playing, four games in uh, in Europe and uh, two in China. So it's going to be, you know, basketball is now a year-round sport for us. It's really fascinating. Right. Well, I mean, and I'm wondering, Commissioner, is the technology and the, and the change in how everything is done, has that been the most drastic change uh, in terms of the league and how it's covered since you started? I, You know, I think the the most drastic change initially was the was television mm-hmm. in other words on a global basis satellite cable over the air television that suddenly changed from you know send them the tape from last year's game <laughs> who knows about it and uh and occasionally there was uh, information in the international herald tribune or usa today that became instantaneous because uh, we were delivering games um, over the air by satellite, by cable, and some, even if it was four in the morning, we, we'd play it again the next day, but people could have it. But then with the Internet, where suddenly our fans could get immediate access to us, they knew the scores in real time, and of course now where they can actually see the games on their computers, uh, with NBA League Pass International, it's extraordinary. And so that is the next generation of change where you can engage the world in a single basketball conversation. That's the frightening part, guys. When you guys tweet, anyone can, you know, behave yourself. It's going to be heard on a global basis. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very exciting next step. The, the, the basketball community has been expanded by the a digital age, so that the conversation now includes as many countries as there are because people want to talk about the game. Commish, you, um, you, you have a new owner uh, over there with the Nets. I'm, I'm just going to call him Mike because, you know, we go way, we go right. way back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you expecting out of him? He seems to be a, 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 a pretty interesting character. I think I'm expecting a lot of interesting characteristics. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, he knows a fair amount about basketball because he was uh, the owner of Seska Moscow, which is a perennial uh, power in Europe and won a couple of European championships in the last few years. Uh, he obviously has the uh, monetary resources to spend behind the team, uh, you know, spend behind its efforts not just on talent, but on coaching, on building a state-of-the-art arena, on a lot of different things. And uh, he has a pretty wicked sense of humor as well, so he's going to keep all of us busy. Uh, if his defense is, it was a joke, it may not always work. <laughs> but we'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that works out. Well, he's a, I, I think he's a, the right owner at the right time. The Nets needed something with his combination of uh, love of basketball, his uh, intensity of improving the business operations, and, uh, you know, his desire to be part of something in the, the biggest, you know, I would say one of the world's most important cities. No question. Well, Commissioner, we appreciate your time so much. We Absolutely. know you're busy. Um, 
and we certainly appreciate you coming and hanging out with us here at the Hang Time Podcast. We we can't let you leave though without at least taking a stab and asking for a finals prediction, which I've yeah. heard you've never given. No, but, uh, the, I'll give you one. I knew it. <laughs> the refereeing is going to be great. Oh, <laughs> that's my prediction. Nice. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys, and thanks for what you do, and thanks for being such huge fans. Hey, All thank right, you so much, Commissioner. Bye bye. Well, Vince, <laughs> I, w- I figured we had to give I, it a I shot. I don't even know why we asked the commissioner you gotta give it a for shot. a prediction. You got to give it a he, shot. Deep down, he probably feels like the Lakers. <laughs> I'll, make it, I'll make it for him. You know what, though? For a guy who takes as much guff as he does from fans and us, the media, and everybody else, you got to give him some credit for never shying away from tough questions, for always you mm-hmm. know, getting on the horn with whoever. And, and you know, and taking the arrows. I, that's what a commissioner's supposed to do. And I and I really I got to give him credit for doing that because Lord knows he could have dinged me about thirty or forty things I've written and said about the league and refereeing and everything over the years. And you know, he he takes it all with a good nature, Barb. You know, I just, I mean, you know, the the league the league is in good hands. You know, under under his stewardship. But what always strikes me about the commissioner, you know, having had conversations with him or, you know, be, just, you know, being in the in the general vicinity, you know, of him as, as you have been. Um, he seems just like a cool dude. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I wonder what kind of I wonder what kind of guy he was in college or, you know, high school. You know what I mean? Something tells me that he was a cool dude. You know, there's 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 not there's not a lot of square about the commission. No. Maybe that's just because he's so powerful. But he seems like a cool dude. To no, me. I guarantee you he was not a follower. At any stage right. of the game, this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's who you want running your show. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna be a, a power broker in in anything, you need a guy with that kind of moxie and that kind of attitude running the show. So, I mean, like you said, I think you nailed it best. The league is in good hands uh, yeah. with uh, with David Stern as commissioner, and 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 that's not to say that he won't take his criticism, you know, and that sort of thing. But he is in, he is definitely in, in the league's in great hands. Um, my man Mike is gonna get his pocketbook is gonna get hit before before his his ownership stint is up. Trust yes. that. Trust that. Yes. Some he, tells he, me he will pay a fine or two. He, there's no way he's getting out of out of Nets ownership without paying some fines. No, I can feel that coming on. There is a currency converter in New, in New York too. I know they can they can take whatever you spend, uh, however you spend it, and convert it to the dollars it's gonna take to pay those fines. So, you think uh, the com- you think the commission will come on with us again? I don't think, think we did anything to to get ourselves in too much trouble. I mean, we can check with uh, Micah and Clint. Uh, yeah. Even we even got the big boss Tony Lamb rolling we, around here. We can check with everybody. We, got, we didn't do anything to get ourselves kicked off the air, did we? We got the sheriff. <laughs> we got the sheriff Tony Lamb in the other room. Show you know, isn't over yet. Just, <laughs> just to make sure that you know, just to make sure we didn't say anything idiotic. And I say that knowing that uh, 3D Dennis Scott is 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 in the building, so we we could do something Uh-oh. now to really get ourselves in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But, you know, it's that time of year, man. It's the playoffs. It's, we got free agency coming up, the draft. We got to get on edge. I mean, it's our time. So look look, look who dropped in the studio here, Vince. Got a big homie in the got spot, big, huh? 3D in the building. What's up, man? Oh, everything's lovely, man. It's you know. spring fever is what I call it because not quite summer yet. And the finals are here knocking on our back doors. Yeah, it's definitely spring fever. You didn't, 
I don't think you, you know. I don't think you saw Vince came in here with the toes out not, today. Not, oh not, my not, goodness, not, the crawdads! Oh hold up, man, not. put them things away. Hold up. You see, I got on my Chucky babies. <laughs> but what's wrong with what's wrong with wearing some flip flops? You cannot wear flip flops with jeans. That is a fashion <laughs> ah, chop chop chop. You have just been citated for wearing your grown ass with jeans. You can't do that. You got to oh. cut them off and wear shorts. Man, I remember some suit jackets you were wearing a couple times. Yeah. No, 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 no. That wasn't yeah. me. Okay. That wasn't me. That was Daryl Armstrong on the bench. I make sure, <laughs> okay. sure all my suits fit now. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it's – we just had Commissioner Stern on. Which was awesome. It was. Congratulations, Thanks, guys. Man. That was big. That yeah, was big. Yeah. That was Good real stuff. Big. Yeah. And he mentioned something interesting that we've been kind of talking about. This is our time now. Finals, mm-hmm. draft, yep. free agency. Basically in like a five-week whirlwind, mm-hmm. you know, where you got all this stuff going on. Let's hit the finals first, 3D. Mm-hmm. You surprised it all after watching the Celtics all year. I mean, I think a lot of us thought the Lakers could get back to the finals. But are you surprised at all that the Celtics are here? Uh, I, I think the word surprise is kind of big. I think we were all kind of keeping an eye on the Celtics because in the beginning of the year, I think Doc Rivers set himself up for success by saying, you know what, guys, forget this two-a-day stuff. Forget the traditional things you do in training camp. One practice, one day at 11 o'clock. So I know half my team's over 30, so why am I going to get these guys up at 730 and try to get that old body to wake up? It's like a car. Mm -hmm. You know, when you live up north, you got to go out, start your car, run back in the house, (laughs) grab your suitcase, grab your stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like now with, with older guys in the NBA. And that's what Doc Rivers did from day one. We kind of slept on that. And now when he got to the playoffs, he pretty much repeated the same thing. No practices, a lot of film, a lot of walkthrough, because y'all guys have been there before. Now you have to play like it, and that's what's happening now. Let the, let the record show that I was one of the few people who at the dawn of the playoffs said that the Celtics will come out of the East. And I'm going to tell you he why. He said I, on the jump, too. Did. I did. did. And I, and I want to yeah. I I know what you, if you agree with me here. Because I knew once the playoffs started that that was a team of champions and that, that goal, uh, that championship goal, was, was the light was now at the end of the tunnel and they would turn it on because they were motivated by rings. Do you, do you, like, they knew that they could win a championship even if everyone else did. Hands down, that, that's their total motivation. By being there before and, and having rings fitted on your finger and you want to put another one next to it, that is your total motivation. How else do you know that? They were the only team to make it this deep in the playoffs that their road record was better than home. People yeah, forget man. about that. Yeah. During the regular season and in the playoffs, they're the only team that won more road games than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But that's not being talked about. Why? Because they're a veteran team. Right. And now Rondo is stepping his game up. And I've been telling people People beginning of the playoffs. It's no longer the big three. It's the Fantastic Four. All mm-hmm. D, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Then he dies on the floor. Jason Williams puts him, lays it in. For the next two weeks, he's the next thing since Derrick Rose and, and uh, Darren Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, 3D, now I see what you're talking about. Oh, it took a big play like that to realize how important he was to this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you at all apprehensive, though, about assuming anything about this series going in? Because, I mean – we all a couple of years ago the the I think the common thought was well the Lakers are, are uber talented mm-hmm. super talented but not tough right now we True get Warrior. here two years later True Warrior changes that yeah I'm saying we get here two years later with a couple of different pieces does Ron Artest close that gap in terms of toughness hands down you know hands down toughness now because now Paul Pierce realizes he cannot go back into his hometown into Kobe's aka backyard and just kind of steal the ring mm-hmm. now Kobe's playing better. Uh, healthier, but Ryan Artest does give this team uh, added toughness, and for Powell Casale too, he's a different guy from three years ago when he first got there in Boston, beat him at last game by 39 points. 
those guys remember that too. The bigger question, do you remember being embarrassed by 39 or being a champion? Now, deep down inside, I I would go out on the limb and say most guys are thinking about who's on that team being embarrassed by 39 points in game six, Mm -hmm. closing out compared to, okay, last year we're the champions. We're all players. You think right. that? I remember two years ago, and all our boys remember, hey, you got your ring, but I remember they beat you all about 39 <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, That's absolutely. the chitter-chatter in the barbershop. That's right. the chitter-chatter around the water cooler. You know, I, what I think is going to be, let's say, the determining factor in who wins this series, because I'm, I'm picking L.A., I think that L.A. actually has more motivation for this series because they're out for redemption. They're out to get some of their uh, uh, manhood back from 2008. <laughs> Boston is their only motivation right now is a championship. LA's motivation is defending defending their championship and also vindication for what happened in 2008. Lakers are adding extra emotions to right. get them over the hump, mm-hmm. and the Celtics are more businesslike. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how Doc has handled it from day one. And now, finally, you got kryptonite. They finally got some confidence. Now you can add him into the mix, which is kind of scary, in my opinion, because you know from watching the Hawks play, and people started talking about it when he had that good game, 41 points, and you hadn't played in a whole month, right. knows you can get buckets. Yeah. And now Doc knows if anything goes wrong, hey, Nate, go sick him. Go get him because you know he can score. That's hands down. You know at any given point in the game when things go bad, you know what? (laughs) Go get him. (laughs) Go get him, little big fella. Go get him. And you know he's going to be like, I'm ready, Doc. Thank you. He's going to lose his mind. Turn that game around. That was was one of the great performances of the playoffs. If he didn't play like that, I think it goes seven. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is Kobe going to score 30 points at any point during this series? I don't don't know if if the point thing I'm going to put on Kobe, but I will say that he will – take over when needs be. He will not play around. He will not take that one game off to try to prove everybody, okay, see, I didn't shoot, I passed, I got everybody involved, and we lost. I don't see that Kobe showing up. I think he's going to have trouble, 3D. I, I really don't, do. I don't know if he has really trouble. I, mean, I, but, but I think, think it's it, going to be like 2008. Right? You think, yeah? I think it's a little different because Paul now has to pick his poison. If you're right. going to guard Kobe, now you're going to be tired because he's not going to sell like LeBron did. Mm-hmm. He's going to come at you. Mm-hmm. So if you're in foul trouble and Powell and, and Ron Artest is playing D, now things get a little more tricky. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it all goes back to Rondo. It all goes back to him. Which Rondo is going to show up? Field day. That, that's what everybody but said. But he has though. to stay in attack mode because Derek Fisher will yeah. back up. Derek Fisher's not going to be okay. on him. Okay. His, his whole game plan is going to change. See, Derek Fisher couldn't play back off of Steve Nash because he shoots a jump shot too well. Mm-hmm. Now it's the reverse option. He cannot let Rondo get in that lane because every time, each series, once Rondo has gotten to the teeth of everybody's lane, you got to pick your poison. You stop him, okay, here you go, Ray. Here you go, Sheed. Here you go, drop off for Kendrick. Here you go, yeah, KG. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, okay, here's my layups. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how I still can lay the ball up. He still can't shoot, but he can lay the ball up. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> been hating on Derek Fisher, though. Every round, he's he's battled yeah. some of the best of the best point guards. Russell, Russell Westbrook in the first round. Oh, absolutely. Darren Williams in the second round, going at him, and he went right back at him. Steve Nash, yeah. everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. You know, in the conference semifinals, battle. Or the mm-hmm. conference finals, rather. Excuse me. Battle. Big shot after you know, big I mean, shot. I, are we underestimating see, Fisher? I, see, I, you Seriously, know, Vince. You, you know Lakers are, are my squad. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at the Lakers. I say the Lakers are four deep. Plus whoever play is in whoever's <laughs> between the Lamar point guard and, is Lamar, yeah. Kobe, Gasol, Ron, Drew is Gimpy, so I don't even include him. And like whoever is playing the point guard position. So when you, and, but then you look at Boston and what are they nine deep for real? Yeah. Like well, nine deep serious? Now and add to that, add to that, and I, and I try to tell people if you're a Laker fan, fine. If you're a Celtics fan, fine. The difference with the Celtics core, I mean, uh, uh, what I call X Factor guys. 
uh, KG and those guys don't have to play well. Kobe and them have to be playing well. Paul and them have to be playing well for Shannon Brown now to come off the bench and knock off. Right. You know what I mean? Jordan That's Palmer, the deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, Kobe and them have to be playing well. Mm-hmm. KG and, and don't, don't have to play well. She to come off and go off for 21. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, little Kryptonite can come off and go off for 20. Mm-hmm. You know, Finley a little older or whatever, but they have other guys. <laughs> he that might can be still... able to come off and hit a free throw <laughs> no, or something. You know, a few. A baseline jumper right. or something, right. but, you know. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, to me, another difference that when things get tight, I think Boston's second-tier guys still mm-hmm. can get things done where, you know, Powell and the rest of those guys, mm-hmm. Kobe and them have to be playing well, getting double-teamed. Well, you know, the the one matchup, and, like, to me, these series always come down to some guy's got to dominate his matchup in the series to push his team over the top. The one I keep coming back to, and it's, to me, it's the one that, that decided the, the series in 08. Is Powell Gasol going to be able to play KG? Without getting manhandled this time, what? Like, of course. Can he see? That's you know what I'm saying. That's, that's where it's different. That's the that to me. That's where the, the swing comes at that spot to me. K, he, and, and check this out. First of all, KG is not 2008 KG. I think we can all agree right. with that. Right. Agree, agree. And I and I really think that every time uh, LA has faced Boston after that 2008 Finals, Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom specifically get amped up because they're not going to allow their manhood to get taken like it did in 2008. I th- to answer your question, say, and D, I don't know what you think about this, but I kind of think that Gasol is going to significantly outplay KG. Wow. I do. Significantly? I, I Spoken think, like a true Laker fan, baby. I, no, no, yo, look, look, look at what he did in two, in, when they swept Boston in, uh, in, in 2009. Gasol balled out. You know what I mean? So what's K what's KG going to do to Paul Gasol other than try to intimidate him? And I don't think that Paul Gasol is intimidated by KG anymore. No, I, I would agree with that part. I think 08 and 10 now is three different years, and each guy is a different place in their career. So I just think Paul is playing, you know, arguably the best big man basketball, you know, from A to Z when you bring every intangible to the table, from scoring to passing to blocking shots yep. to rebounding, running the floor, keeping his mouth shut, knowing how to – deal with Kobe because we know it's not uh, (laughs) uh, the easiest thing to deal with somebody like that. But they've, you know, learned to be on the same page. But I go back to what I said a few seconds ago, guys. The stars. And actually, I tweeted this and you responded to it. Some people say the Lakers in seven. Some people say the Celtics in six. I say it all depends on how the stars shine. Mm -hmm. Paul Pierce, KG, Rondo, Ray Allen, and you got uh, Powell, Kobe, and Ron Artest. Which stars are going to shine? If, mm-hmm. You know, it's, if 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 these core stars shine up more and these don't, then they're gonna have the upper hand because now I know for sure their X factor guys are gonna make, make these yeah. shots. They're mm-hmm. gonna rebound. They're gonna help out on defense. They're gonna rotate. You know, the little stuff that Doc talks about. Now on the flip side of here, if Kobe comes out the gate first quarter, got 18 points, and Powell has 12, and mm-hmm. Bynum's out there blocking shots. Now, mm-hmm. Sam Brown's come off. He gets an alley oop. He gets a fast break right. dunk. Mm-hmm. Now the form going crazy. Mm-hmm. They don't have a chance. That's why I stick with the stars in this series more so in the other round. And the reason I ask that, I bring up KG and Gasol because I was feeling great about Gasol against Utah. I watched him manhandle Carlos Boozy. Boozy, yeah, sure. Then man. I watched Amari go at him in, you know, night after night in that series. And he struggled but guarding Amari off the dribble. Right. So I thought, hmm, that, you know, that could, if, if they get to that next level, that could be an issue. Like, is Gasol going to be able to battle? Boston's power forwards slash center. And, you know, KG, 
That's well, what, so that's why I started thinking about it. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah. point. The only difference is Amari has proven that he's a better off the dribble yeah. at, at power four. Yeah. All of them right now, maybe Dirk, probably him and Dirk hand mm-hmm. in hand. Dirk's a little different because he pulls up more. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think that – I don't think the, the Boston power forwards present the unique challenges that Amari does, you know, on, on the offensive side. Like, K, KG can't do – what Amari does, you know, neither can, neither, neither can right. she. He can do other things. He's a he's a much better like KG can make life difficult for Gasol, uh, unlike Amari because KG can play defense. defense. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I, like, so I, you know, I, I'm going I'm going Lakers in six. I'm like, what do you what, what are you thinking? I'm thinking seven. You but you're going Lakers. Yeah, I'm going Lakers in seven. Hmm. That, okay. that that's just the way I feel. I, I just think that. When it comes down to toughness, they finally have Ryan Artest. They finally have somebody, as long as he keeps his cool, that he will battle Paul Pierce. Paul thinks he had – he thought he was tired doing <laughs> Cleveland. The, the Cleveland. <laughs> he, he's not because LeBron does nowhere in half. And we know LeBron's gotten better in defense. But we know LeBron is not a quarter of the defensive player of Ryan Artest. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've been saying that from day one. We know things may be a little loose up there from time to time. But when, we, <laughs> when you talk down, hands down, smack the floor, defense, one-on-one, Ryan Artest is like he is ahead of LeBron. He's now, LeBron's going to run down the play and block the shots and make things look good. But LeBron's going to get inside your jock and mm-hmm. say, yeah, I know what you ate last night. I bet you won't eat it again. <laughs> that's how that's how, that's that's how Ryan Artest, Artest yeah. You saw what he did to Carmelo. Mello, yeah, he yeah. took the ball from. He said, "Man, give me that. You don't want it. Just give me that. You don't want it." So, I mean, we, so that's the difference. That's the difference where I, Paul doesn't understand. It's not one or two games, or or I played him in November. Okay, I don't got to play him again in January. No, dude, you getting a steady diet of him for seven games. Yeah, seven straight games. It's true. That's the difference. It's going to be. Difference. That's the difference when you got to face a dude night after night. You, I know you dealt with it in the playoffs. Yeah. That's got to be the difference. Man, dealing with Scottie Pippen chasing behind me, long arms. <laughs> I'm like, man, get away from me. <laughs> that's why I could, we couldn't beat him the second time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's just, it is what it is. You, you picking in? You pick? You picking? Say, or you you gonna wait till after like no, game I, five? No, to, no, to no I pick it. this. Go, it's gonna be on NBA.com Wednesday. Uh, you know. Oh, you ain't you ain't gonna reveal it on our podcast? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, see, I, I don't care. I, see, I, I don't gave care you, about See, I gave y'all leak. See, I wasn't going to leak mine out to tomorrow. No, no, uh, I'm leaking. On game time, I'm so leaking. I gave y'all a little leak. Yeah, yeah. okay. I pick, I exclusive. Pick, <laughs> exclusive leakage. Exclusive leakage right now. I did. I picked Lakers in seven. And, I, okay. and my reasoning, I had to give a reason. My reasoning was being Bryant. Yeah. I watched, I'm telling you, I watched mm-hmm. the dude get loose mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Really the last month, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I am baffled at how unbelievably fantastic this cat has played and we yeah. and we talked about him all year on the podcast mm-hmm. like did he lose a step mm-hmm. no he you know well that that was an argument that i had to, had to explain to people yes he did lose a step but when he lost a step he got smarter <laughs> that, <laughs> that, and that's Absolutely. the part that's scary Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's when's the last time he dunked on somebody yeah like probably a couple years actually right. to tell you the truth but he gets to the rim anytime he wants and to he, uh, he, whatever he, want. <laughs> he, he can get to that rim whenever he wants to he's he playing, does whatever he wants he's playing yeah. sublime he's playing sublime basketball it's just so wise yeah you know all his decisions are are, are, are great I, I but i will continue to say that it's it's not easy but it's easier to play that kind of basketball when you're going against Utah defenses. Yeah, and, Vince, and, Vince and is Phoenix, not sold on the and Phoenix defenses. So Man, when you when you get when when that Boston perimeter defense gets their hands on Kobe Bryant, they are going to make his life very difficult. We are not going to see. I don't remember Kobe struggling against he, yo, anybody he, like this though. Like I don't remember. He did in I don't remember teams just shutting him down. But that was diff- it's different when he struggled and doesn't have anywhere to go. 
with the yeah, ball. Yeah, Boston it's different now. We, we both, like we said earlier, both teams are different yeah. mindset, physically, and so forth. So now you can't play the same guy. Uh, Doc's not going to play the same games he played in 08 yeah. and he played now. He can't because, you know, the uh, uh, Medvanovic's are gone. <laughs> Those are you, gone, yeah. You killed that last day. Yeah, you said that Medvanovic. I didn't say they played for Charlotte. You butchered that last day. Sasha Vujic, whatever his name. He's still around. That machine. The broken machine. That machine broke. That machine is broke. We hadn't made a shot since he got here. Let's switch gears. Let's take it to July, Okay. And, and, you know, say, say and I, we were talking with the commissioner about, you know, this whole free agent summit that, you know, Mari and D-Way and Bosh and Brown and all, all these guys are having. You see him staying? You see him going? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Forget no? the staying or going. You want, my, you want my take? What's up with the summit? Like, was, I, is, this I, a, is this a new phenomenon or did y'all used to sit down at Joe's Crab Shack in Orlando and, and, and <laughs> chop it up and figure out who was doing what? Well, when, when Shaq came a free agent the first time, he said he wanted to stay and – so he would call a couple people and say, you know, your contract's up in a year or two. What are you going to do? But it never got to a point where the top four or five guys got together. Right. When I heard it, I started smiling. I said, yes, they're making me look smart. Because <laughs> I said, each guy, I think Joe's coming off of 70, D-Wade's coming off of 80, Bosh is coming off of 80, Amari's coming off of, what, 70? Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I missing? LeBron's, LeBron's coming off, off of 80. Yeah. So I said, if – if it's not about the money, if it's really, really, really about winning, then everybody's leaving and they're going to South Beach because you're <laughs> going to save money with no state tax. All five of them going to South yeah, Beach. That's huh? what I'm saying. All of them <laughs> yeah. are going to South Beach. And then right after I said it, you know what the Miami Herald put out there? They can sign four guys averaging $14 million apiece wow. if they all took it. How, how is that even possible? Because then you get to play. Vince will play point. I would be back up power. I'm playing, I'm playing point, I'm playing point think forward. About, think about it now. You'll find a point guard. Right. You'll find a point guard. Let me run the point. You'll find a point guard. But then when that article came out, people said, D, you know what? I see where you're going with this now. I said, because if it's not about, okay, I'm making $25 million, I'm making the most in the NBA. If it's not about your ego, you want to go play with two or three more people that can get it done because y'all had so much fun during the Olympics, and that's why D-Wade started talking about it more. He said, dude, we can do this. I'm not tripping if you're not tripping. I, but, I ain't tripping because the more we win, the more we all going to get paid anyway. Right. But, D, I, I, and we, we talked about this with the commission too. I I don't want LeBron and Dwayne Wade on the same team. I, I don't, don't think that's interesting. I don't. I, I listen to me. I understand where you're going. I want them all on the same team. <laughs> I want them to win six or seven straight championships in a row. I want them to have everybody in all of sports basketball mad at them. That's what I want. Why? That's what I want. Because they always say we as young black men will not put our minds together and build a dynasty and we all stay as individuals. This is an opportunity for all these guys to come together, still make $14 million a year, still get tons and tons of marketing money because they're in South Beach, Mm -hmm. and then win, and then walk away with tons and tons of rings. Then guess what happened? Carmelo's coming up next year, ain't he? Carmelo's coming off and making eight. Uh, actually, he's, mm-hmm. he, he took the extra year, so he got mm-hmm. the ninety yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. So he's coming off and making ninety six, mm-hmm. and he's seeing all them over them getting championship, to the championship. Go, hey, dude, hey, how, how can I get? In? <laughs> how can I? How can I get in on that party? Uh-huh. That's what I started. That's why, in my opinion, that's why the summit is being put together because D Wade is thinking. Someone else has told D Wade the way I'm thinking. Otherwise, why are you having the summit? Pat, right? Listen. Pat Riley needs to hire you on the spot. Not that, <laughs> not that I want you to leave the yeah, family we, we here. You got to keep him with the crew. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
That sell job, Pat Riley is somewhere. <laughs> Pat Riley's somewhere. Gonna, he Ed, was somewhere Ed, sitting in this out. Ed, 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 Ed gone. I mean, what's his name? I'm sorry. I messed up another name. Ed, who? Ed, what's his name? Ed who? I'm For sorry. Miami? Yeah, the Miami head coach. Oh, Spolster. Oh, Spolster. Eric, yeah. Eric, I call uh-huh. him Ed. My bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, Eric's gone. Uh, oh, you, <laughs> oh, you coaching. Call Ed's coming back. Pat's coming back. You know, this, yeah. this is the thing, though, D. I would, think that, I would think that you would be more sympathetic to these free agents leaving their team because of what Shaq did to y'all back in 96, man. I you, had the Mo, only, the only you loyalty, want Mo Williams to cry himself the, to sleep the, at the night? Only, <laughs> the only loyalty is getting it done. KG told y'all after uh, he beat LeBron. Yeah, that was, he said, you, that see, was something. you see what loyalty got me? Yeah. Loyalty got me stuck 12 years and got me nothing. Right. That's you see something. what Reggie Miller tells you? Loyalty got him 16 straight years in Indiana. He should have left, went to Boston, got that ring in 08, but decided to stay, and they still didn't give him Reggie Miller Street. Well. Now, it's, it's, it's a great dilemma to have if you these elite-level free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to be smiling if you some of the guys are going to get roped into this summer. Like, if you're, a, if you're a, mid-level, a middle-level free agent that just happens to get roped in this summer and you land on a team with, say, two of these stars – and have a chance to compete for a title, mm-hmm. that's good living. What's the difference of KG making 20 this year, Paul's making 17, and Ray's making 16, and, and now Rondo's making 11? Yeah. That's four guys making over 10 million on the same team. Yeah. You can have You can do it. You got to spend. Like, the team yeah. has to spend to do that's, it. But, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Miami has set themselves up perfectly. Yeah. On July 1st, they have Mario Chalmers and Beasley on the contract. That's it. Dennis Scott, baby. <laughs> the 3D. new mayor of Miami. 3D. No, nah, he said he's the no, coach, yeah. man. No, no, no. I don't want to be no coach. No, 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 no. He said he's nah, the coach. No, coach. no, Pat Riley's going to come out of retirement and coach when, when all that comes through. For, for me, it's just like I'm all about thinking impossible. And once you think about it, it's not impossible. Why would you go to New York? Mm-hmm. Now, every little thing you do wrong is chop, 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 chop. Yeah. And you're getting double taxed. Mm-hmm. And it's colder. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you need a big coat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same thing with Chicago. It's like yeah. it makes more sense to go down there with D-Wade and y'all go down there and just build something well, totally Well, let me, let me ask you this. Is it, the idea, is it the idea that they're even sitting down and talking what impressed you? Because that's what impresses that's me. That's what That they're even having the conversation. I don't care if they play together or not. I I'm not going to extrapolate right. like that. Yeah, I don't I'm not, care if they're not all about – But about, I just like the idea that they're right. actually sitting down having a conversation and thinking about yes. their next move in relation to, hey, we need to win. I need to win. Not mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I need mm-hmm. to win. They're thinking like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're thinking we're the four hottest dudes right now in the league today, and we only have a four- or five-year window to max out on right. us. What's the best way to max out? All of us stay home and all of us make $100 million and only one of us are going to win, and at the end of the day we retire, we all have two and $300 million, but only one guy's going to have most of the rings. Mm-hmm. History shows that. Right. Only one guy has most of the ring. That's why Jordan and Magic always had a good little argument. And Jordan said, well, I got one more when you match. Yeah. <laughs> 3D, I got a question for you. Talk to me. When you were their age, were you able to think that way? Because I feel like it's easy to say when you're later on in your career that I'll take less money and I want to win. But it seems like when you're younger, maybe that, that's not your priority. I'm curious about that. No, that's a, it's a great question. I think the times have changed. Uh, You've seen guys in our era, they would leave the go-to, like like you said earlier, Vince Shaq going to the Lakers, mm-hmm. and, and guy, or Clyde Drexler saying, you know what, I'm tired of being in Portland so long now, let me go team up with my college teammate in Lajuan and get me a ring before it's too late. Mm-hmm. That's what more guys are doing. They're realizing that you're going, if you're good enough, you're going to get your money. 
That's the bottom right. line. Yeah. If you're good enough, you're going to get your money because just, you're just that good. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the fear of some guys, no, nah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to get my money. I might get hurt. Well, we've seen guys get their contract and get hurt the very next year. That's one thing you cannot worry about. But if you got an opportunity to go play with another stud and you can get a couple rings before it's all said and done, you see more guys doing that and say, you know what, I'll take a little bit less if I got a chance to win. Well, and, and that's Micah Hart, our super producer, uh, coming in there with that great question. Taking less is a relative statement here too now. We're not talking about a guy going from, you know, a million-dollar wage to – Minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not taking right. five, six they're million from, dollars a year from, less. They're going from twenty-one. Well, most guys are going from eighteen or nineteen to go down to fourteen to possibly make twenty-two. That, that, I'm, so, I'm, you, you, so it's six, I'm, eight million that you're, you're that you're giving up to have a chance to win. Is that worth it? Knowing down, knowing down that D Wade's still getting, he get one from Brand Jordan and Gatorade and all the other endorsement mm-hmm. deals. And some of those deals are going to get even sweeter because now you're in Florida. Things are nice. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just People want to come down and do business with you just mm-hmm. because you're down in Florida. Just because you're in South Oh, huh? man, being in Orlando, you got more deals just because you were down there. Mm-hmm. People were acting like they were coming to see Mickey. They were coming to see Shaq and Penny. And I got all the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. You got, got the crumbs, huh? We got yeah. to chop this up, too, like going into – we got the finals coming up first, obviously. First and foremost, the NBA Finals going on before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. But the the draft, the summit, that's all we're going to talk about. At you know, Huge. in a few weeks, that's going to dominate the conversation, the basketball it's, conversation. You every know, day. We, we, you know, July that first week of July, you got to come back and hang with gotcha. us in, in the studio well, to, to, to chop sure. it up. Man, you know, that's a done deal. You know, and that's, that's a done deal. That's in three D, I don't I don't know if people understand that either. You've been around the league so long, obviously on the player side and now on the other side. Is there any appreciation for you now at how far things have come? You know, you look on Twitter at night and all these players communicating, not the silly stuff. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of players out here. Right, really, know, really throwing I mean, out good stuff. Yeah. Have you just – have you an appreciation for how far everything has come technologically and just, you know, the, the thought process that goes into all this stuff? Oh, no question. Like you said, the good and the bad. I mean, the, yeah. the, the good is that there are guys that, that have good thoughts and have good things going on and – and when the Magic were struggling to see, you know, because I had my name as a following about 50 people. Man, I got on my 3D jersey. Oh, man, I wish 3D <laughs> checking the game. And I said, yeah, I only got one knee now because I'm over 40 now. But but to your to your question, to see people reflect and, re, you know, remind, oh, man, Rashard Lewis is no 3D. I'm like, man, they're comparing me to him. I'm not really him. But mm-hmm. damn, I wish they did compare me to me back then. He made a, $118 million. Man, uh, yeah, 118. 118 million. So that's how things have changed, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at one bit. Yeah, you are. I, I, no, I'm not, <laughs> I get mad at my mom and daddy. They should slow down a little. They should have waited. They had me a couple years too early. That's why I'm mad. I can't, uh, you can't know. be mad at him. You know what I mean? That's why I said, Mom, you know, I still love you. you still cool. But if I ain't wait a couple years, what? things would be sweeter. Man. <laughs> Five years later, you might have had 50 more right, million. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's how much things have yeah. changed. But it's fun for me. Yeah. And y'all know me well, and people listen to your, your podcast weekly, is that when you have a chance to play this game and, and – we love it so much as players, and then when you retire and still be around it, doing radio and TV and, and hanging out with you guys, because y'all journalists, this is what y'all went to school for, right. and then mm-hmm. now when you mix us together, now the, the listener really gets something wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's for real. That's why we have you here. Listen, two hits, two major hits in one day. NBA Commissioner David Stern, and then we cap it off with me. In the building. In the studio. In the studio. Hang Time Podcast, doing it big. You know you can find us on Twitter, 
at Hangtime Podcast. Vince, you can find him on Twitter as well at Vince C.A. Thomas. Myself, Satan Smith, NBA 3D. 3DZ. 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 On Twitter, everybody. The, Commissioner Stern, we couldn't get a solid follow out of him. We was trying to see if he follows with his private account. <laughs> he wouldn't give it up. But he admitted he did. But he, but he, but he keeps smiling. Yeah. So, I mean, watch, what you, watch what you say. Oh, all right. Hang time podcast, doing it again, big time, previewing the NBA Finals, talking to the most important people in the game. Yep. Come hang out with us next week. We'll be uh, scattered about the country. I know I'll be, uh, I think, in Boston next week, Vince. We'll be somewhere like that, yeah. headed to Boston for the middle for the middle portion. But we'll be back right here. Come check us out, NBA.com, the Hang Time Podcast. Y'all send me a <laughs> they got me in the studio. <laughs> Boo, bosses. I want to get on the road, bosses. I want to get on the road, too. Yeah, we're going to go over to L.A., huh? Yeah, it is. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.